When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. John, have you heard the big news? Jesse Marsh has joined LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, I have heard that, yeah. Um, Why has he done that? Well, I think anybody who puts on their other social media platforms, I'm really pleased to have joined whatever it is, LinkedIn, um, Seven Seas. I, this sort of suggests there's a sort of financial incentive to that to me. Um, football has its highs and lows, and I really believe that there's so much that sport and business can learn from one another. I'm not quite sure what Jesse Marsh could teach businesses, really. Oh man, you know what? I love it when footballers do that. It's like a, it's like a sort of classic ex-footballer line of income, isn't it? Is like businesses will get him in, and they'll go. You know, when we were one 0 down in Euro '92, we pulled together like a team, and that's what Safe Style UK need to do. Is they deliver yeah. triple glazed windows in the third quarter. You're like, I'm not sure what you can learn as a double glazing salesman from what Lee Dixon did at Arsenal. But I don't know. It's one of those. As a Leeds fan, is it as bad as when we went to Flamingo Land? Um, probably not. So. I can take the manager joining LinkedIn. I'd rather there were less of that. The thing is, Flamingo Land was local and crucially funny. It sounds daft. (laughs) Whereas LinkedIn, is, he seems to be suggesting, excited to share what I can and to learn from you all, suggests that he's going to start interacting with people on LinkedIn. Yeah, it suggests to me that he doesn't really understand what LinkedIn is. It strikes me as a prank. I mean... I don't know. I, I sure you get the emails as well about joining LinkedIn. They dried up for me. I don't know if that's as a result of my professional decline or whether they got the message, but it doesn't strike me as a platform where the brightest and best brains are learning from each other. It's not the Bilderberg group, is it? No. I mean, I've never understood why a comedian would be on LinkedIn anyway. No. What can I, we do on there? It's not like we're going to go, oh, get me a job as a better comedian. The picture of him as well, and and this speaks to... Uh, it's difficult because we've got some big games coming up. So we've got Brentford coming up and we've got the Nottinghamshire Reds coming up. Um, if we win those, much like Nottinghamshire Reds have done, we go sort of mid-table and suddenly you think, well, we're probably going to be all right this season. There's three teams worse than us. Lose those, or I would argue even draw those, and I think we're going to get relegated. Um, yes. So it's, it's sort of too early to pile in on Jesse Marsh. And yet at the same time, it's very quickly going to be too late to save our season. And yet the picture of him sort of celebrating joining LinkedIn. For me, what you're saying is sport, business, it's all about thriving. It's all about getting ahead. I understand that. You guys understand that. So for me, as a, as a business person looking to see what I can learn from Jesse Marsh, I sort of want to see him holding a trophy or do you know what I mean? Or even with the team at Wembley or something. 
it's just a picture of him sort of fist pumping his way across the pitch. And given that he's won two in 17, you would assume that that fist pump has come probably after a draw. So I'm not quite sure what he's saying. Guys, if you want to learn how to grossly over-celebrate, I mean, this weekend, a perfect example, a defeat at Aston Villa. Mm. The, uh, again, you sort of look at it two ways. Aston Villa, are they fellow strugglers or they've won something like six of their last two games, I read under Unai Emery. He's undoubtedly one of the best managers in Europe. You know, mm. they're on the ascendant or they're fellow strugglers. We haven't beaten Villa. We failed to beat Everton. We failed to beat West Ham. We failed to beat Southampton. We failed to beat Leicester. We haven't beaten any of the teams around us, but for the result at Liverpool, which whilst it was exceptional, is an outlier, we're in the bottom three now. I think what I find funny about him is he seems to consistently get the tone wrong. I watched Villa Leeds on Friday night. It was a phenomenal game of football. I messaged you about it. I was convinced you were going to get a point. Friend of the show, Patrick Bamford scored. He's a interview where he goes, I would rather lose games and play like that then win games and learn that you're like yeah nah, you know that's no, the no, best Jesse, performance no. since i got here really what? i think we just lost didn't we you just not lost the Liverpool game. you know it's not the nfl you know you do get relegated jesse well that is exactly where we're at i think there's a sort of belief at the moment that we're always unlucky but there seems to be a sort of belief that you can't get relegated if you're unlucky do you think it's going to get to the end of the season you're going to be in the bottom three and they're going to go you in the championship what what the hell no, we were just unlucky, dude. You can't do that to my ass. I think more likely what he'd say is, well, the championship is a great division. You can't spell championship without champions, you know? So it's an honor to be uh, in the championship and going to places like Burnley. Oh, Burnley actually got promoted. They're back in the premiership. Well, good luck to those guys, you know? Um, but equally, as I say all this, I'm very aware if we beat Brentford, I, we did. Uh, I watched the highlights. There were some decent passages of play oh, against no. Aston Villa. If we beat Brentford, if we beat Forest, suddenly you're like, oh, maybe I was too harsh on him. But at the moment, it doesn't look great. What's it like being a Forest fan at the moment? Semi-finals of the cup, mid-table, all your signings, they all know each other now. They pass to each other. They score goals. What's that? What's that like? It's really good, man. I made it up last Wednesday for the uh, quarter final against Wolves and um, the penalty shootout goes straight to penalties after 90, which is great. And uh, all the penalties were down our end. Uh, we missed the first one. You think, it went oh, right up your end. <laughs> I didn't see that on the news. <laughs> and um, it, it was So we missed the first one. You think, oh God, here we go. And then Henderson saves two. And it's just brilliant. Just so much fun to go to a game that's won on penalties. Gets you into the League Cup semi-final. I mean, we've got Man United, so you mm. know, that slightly tempers the, the thrill. But still, it will actually we're up to 13. Beating Leicester at the weekend is great. Keeping a clean sheet in the Premier League is great. Brendan Johnson scoring twice. Very, very exciting. So obviously, but in a way, just like you don't want to be prematurely um, negative, I don't want to be prematurely positive. There's still a long way to go, but it, it does feel like something has clicked and the next run of fixtures is not as bad as it was before the World Cup. So I do feel pretty positive, John. I do feel, and I've got to tell you, John, the uh, the food I had at Forest the other night. Oh, yeah. Crikey. I had a sausage roll. Yeah. Very nice. Standard. Then I had a chorizo scotch egg. Okay. Yeah, a couple of Doom bars at half time. Lovely. Ooh, don't mind if I don't. Oh, hello. Um, a real round-the-world journey. Woke up in the morning. What rappers were on my bedside table. Ooh. Um, chocolate. Uh, nope. Crisps. Ice cream. 
Yes, 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 yes. I'd okay. had a McFlurry. Oh, in I wouldn't bed. call that a wrapper. Well, okay, container. container. Yeah, you, you you led me down the garden path here. You know what you were doing. You tried to and make me look stupid on the podcast. You've embarrassed well, really. me in front of our listeners. You've embarrassed me in front of our listeners. I'd, so I'd definitely been to Mackie D's, mm. but I'd also been. I started to get Taco memories. Taco Bell. On... Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Ring that Taco Bell. The bell. So I'd gone to Taco Bell, had a taco, then gone to McDonald's, got a hamburger, and then I'd, for some reason, taken the McFlurry, cradled the McFlurry, got into a taxi back to my hotel and eaten it upright in bed. That's the best way to eat melted ice cream upright. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought, I've got to do this more often. Um, But, uh, (laughs) you know, a a, a thrilling, thrilling time to be a Forest fan. Very exciting thing. And we've signed... uh, Well, you you just had the two pints. Just the two doom bars. Oh, no, that was just at half time. Uh, Go on. Well, I'd had a couple before and a couple after. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ended up in a bar called the Raglan Road. I don't know if you hear it. I I believe it's part owned by Andy Reid, former Forest winger and now uh, Forest coach. And uh, it was one of those where you go, we'll just go for a couple of beers afterwards. And then all of a sudden it's one in the morning. You're like, what? You know when time just sort of folds? You're like, this is some Chris Nolan shit. I got here at 10 and now it's one, but... I don't understand. I've only had 15 Magnus. I was on the Magnus as well. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, no. That's always a bad sign when you're on the Magnus. If you've gone to the Magnus, you're like, that's because I must have been parched of lager. Yeah, that's because you've had too much beer. At the point at which you need to stop drinking, you switch to a even worse beverage. Sort of like getting to the end of a curry and being full and saying, I can't have another bit of curry or I'll be sick. Bring me a Knickerbocker glory with chips on top. Yeah. And, and, and don't spare the mash, pal. Yeah. Got a real craving for mash at the moment. It must be the weather conditions. Now, John, you live it's further January, north. It's isn't it? You live further north than me. Mm. Um, what's it like up there? Is it, is it a frozen landscape? Well, it's it's very much how we hope uh, for these, uh, Forest Point's tally will be after the Leeds game. It's minus three here today. Um, it's re re. Called uh, talking of uh, points below, um, I'm now uh, way above you in the FPL league, uh, yes. and I beat you again this week. So first time 10... ever? Is that the first time you've been ahead of me in the league? I think properly. I think there was a brief sort of midweek um, mm-hmm. rise, but I'm 15th. You're 18th. Um, I scored 59 points this week to so your paltry 43. Um, however, we, you've still got some players to play um are you going to make any changes going into the next game week john no i'm not going to open the app okay i mean that'll do it um harland then talk to me about manchester city because we both captained harland i believe mm-hmm. most people did last week i really wish i'd captained rashford given the he form blanked he did That's blank. the term, isn't it? he blanked city at the moment don't look great do they uh what happened? They lost. They lost to Man United. Oh, because of the awful goal. I mean, that is an awful decision, isn't it? And I you benefited from that. Of course you did, because of course you have Rashford in your team. So you very much sup with the devil there. Sup um, with the devil? Supping with the red devils, aren't you? Taking Rashford, points Rashford from Manchester feeds, United players. It's kids. Were you the Daily Mail? I'm talking about Manchester United. I'm not talking about Marcus Rashford. Rashford's the player I've got. I know, and I, I hope you're happy with that. I, I am hope happy with happy. that. He's a good man. He feeds kids. He's a he scores good man gold. at a bad club. There are no other good clubs in the league. I hate all of them. 
if you're listening and you're not a Leeds fan, I hate your club and I hope they get relegated. Sadly, we're going to get relegated. You're not. You say this every year and you don't. It's rubbish. Well, admittedly, I didn't say it the first year we were back. I said it last year and we survived on the last day. And I'm saying it this year. And (sighs) tricky. I can't see us. We've got Rutter. Um, we've just signed a player called Rotter. Things getting very exciting at Leeds. So we've now got Willie Nonto, Robin Cock, and Jorginho Rotter. So that's nice, isn't it? It's great for the uh, headline writers. It is. Um, how do you pronounce Willie's surname? Nonto. He is phenomenal. He is, isn't he? My Loves... God. Good. Really, yeah. Really uses his um, hips and ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's your classic uh, Lionel Messi, Maradona, low centre of gravity, loves running at people. Big ass. Just a wonderful player. He's great. I love the way he uses it to, to you know, there's not enough chatting. They talk about ball control, obviously big conversation about whether players should head the ball. Goalkeepers, obviously, a lot of focus on the hands. But it's an under-analysed um, area of some players' games is just being able to use the hips. Use, use yeah. your bum. Um, but I am beating you in the FPL. That is the main thing. Um, yeah, it's great news. Um, and uh, I, I'm going to put out an appeal now um, to anybody in uh, the Diamond Club uh, who wants to take over the management of my team uh, while I'm on tour. Uh, hang, hang, on, on. hang on, hang on, hang on. You can't be getting outside help. I'm not, I'm not talking about outside help. I'm talking about bringing in a new man. You know, I'm talking about fully Aston Villering it. Sometimes you've got to say this isn't working and you, you just bring in someone else. Um, what, to run your team? Yeah. Winner stays on. Anyone who beats 40 stays on. Um, okay. If you lose, then we'll get yeah. someone else in. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, let's do it. Sod it. I'll take all of you. You're flying high at the moment. Do you flying know the problem high. I have? I'm never going to pick any Manchester United players. Um, Leeds are obviously struggling. So um, I I invite anybody on the uh, Another Slice platform to to take over the management of my team uh, for this week. Um, If you uh, email us uh, via the usual channels, um, you can instruct our producer what changes you want to make to the team um and then um i think anybody who beats 40 will get a prize yeah based on uh, that week's news we'll figure something out Don't, let's not overly worry about the detail but another slice subscribers can take over the management of john richardson's fpl team email us hello at cpfpl.com now someone has been in touch this week john yes uh, on whatsapp our, our mutual friend danny sent us a great video of a west yes. ham fan um, after a game, I think this is from last season, uh, but it's still very good. And, and it's, well, just enjoy it. Yeah. They should have come over there, right? They should have come over and give us the fucking shirts, right? They get paid 50 under grand a week, right? We come up here, well, we pay a fucking fortune to get here, and they can't even be bothered to fucking give us a shirt. They don't fucking pay for the fucking shirts. They could give us their fucking underpants, their fucking shirts, their fucking shorts, their fucking socks, right? And then. Don't give us f***ing And if they f***ing say this, I'm f***ing off. I'm telling you, they're right? They want to come out here. I want every f***ing shirt next time I come here. They come here and they go, there he is, full kit wanker. Give them a f***ing shirt. Because I'm telling you, they're f***ing dog shit. And if they don't pick up their game, we'll be f***ed. We'll be playing them f***ing in South London, f***ing Millwall. Right, and that's it. I've got to go. 
Um, as 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 a knob would say, lots to unpack there, John. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the, the redeeming factor is when he's the, there's no self-deprecation in there until he gets to, and I'll also there he is, full kit wanker. You think, well, there's 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 a rational person in there. I think he's one of those people. If a footballer did do that, so let's say. Ben Rama walks up to him after a game and literally strips naked and gives him every piece of clothing he has on. I think he'd be ranting about that after. What's he fucking doing? Coming out here, taking his underpants off. He's making a laughing stock in a club. Oh, that one, he sucks. <laughs> but also, people who get that angry about football. Now, in the moment, obviously, we all do. Oh, come on, what, referee? But to still be ranting after a game in that way you're like he is like that all day long that fella there's no way he's not like that you know when he goes to Sainsbury oh do you mean you ain't got the beans I come here every week give me the beans they should be giving the beans the tomatoes the oats the 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 trying to think of other tin stuff John the soup yeah you run out when you got to honey I thought tinned honey Um, I was just thinking of other stuff I was looking around my local Sainsbury's and what I often do is go to the tin dial and then wheel back to to deal with the honey and the bread. What? I don't know. <laughs> what? I mean, I you do. Go, it's just how I live my life. You go straight to tins. The whole design of the supermarket no. is designed so that you, you see the fruit and you think you're yeah. being healthy, so that by the time you get to crisps, you're like, well, I bought them kumquats. Let's get the Pringles in. Well, no, I went straight to tins for the purpose of this sketch. Of course, um, if you want to know, I go straight in. Onions first. Um, onions, garlic, ginger, chilli. And then you're sort of around to Swede, leek, uh, courgette, wheel round oh. for tomatoes, peppers, uh, lettuce. Oh, God. Um, bananas, apples, uh, oranges, lettuce. Did I say that? that and maybe they'll have avocado. And Still then, getting whoosh. your shopping delivered on, on the whole? Um, Still I doing it. a weekly big shop? Well, what happens is, John, obviously, is I get a, a base stock delivered on Saturdays. Um, but then throughout the week, obviously, certain things dwindle. You may um, cook more than you expected. Sometimes in our line of work, you are away uh, and then you would need to shop less. But if you're at home more, you will eat more and you will need to shop more. Um, you know, this is just how I live my life. If this helps other people, then, you know, that's just a great side effect. Yeah, it's it's sort of uh, Marsh-esque, this sort of um, motivational speech about the basics. You know, perhaps perhaps some of the Leeds players are looking for direct tactical advice on, on where they should be when we haven't got the ball and such. And and I would I would really ask what what sort of listener do you think is benefiting from the advice that when you've run out of food you you go to the shop? Who is it you're picturing? Well, actually. You facetious swine. Um, what happens is sometimes when people run out of food, they go, oh, sod it, I'll just get a pizza. Now, I did that Friday night and I hadn't run out of food, so go figure. Um, but I think just, you know, not to be all Jordan Peterson about it, but get off your backside, go to the shop, buy some fresh veg, and your mm-hmm. life will be better. It, 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 it really will. And particularly if you're making a soup, you've got to have celery in it. When it doesn't have celery in it, we're all worse off. And that's yeah, just, I'm a big fan makes, of celery. You've got to have it in your soup now. I would never have it anywhere else, John. I, I, I don't like it in anywhere else, but it gives it a, a, a deep meatiness mm-hmm. and depth of flavour that you just cannot get any other way. You don't eat it raw? Um, no, but I'll tell you what, I've started eating raw in the morning. Can you guess? Yeah. One guess. Um, raw in the morning. 
a vegetable. Well, it's obviously. I'm saying it in a way that suggests that it's perhaps an unusual thing to just eat raw in the morning. Onion. No, but I. I'm just going to tell you, ginger. You don't eat raw ginger in the morning. I do. I just cut myself a couple of slices of raw ginger and I just eat them for my immune system. You're shocked to silence. What's so weird about that? I've never heard of anyone eating raw ginger before. I mean, literally, you have me stunned. If we could, if we could perhaps uh, change a much-loved feature to Rico's hyperbole, this is one of the most staggering revelations in human history. <laughs> We've only started doing it in the last three weeks. You've been eating raw ginger in the morning for three weeks. In a juice, of course. In a juice. I've had some this morning in a juice. But what no, you do, just, just take a slice and chomp down on it. Yeah, just chew it and eat it. It's just so good for your immune system. I'm like, well, the problem is it's very hard to put it in something else first thing in the morning, isn't it? But I'm like, I need it in the morning to give me immunity during the day. So I just chop off a couple of slices. Um, Does it work like that? If you had ginger before bed, would you not get the benefit the next day? I don't know. There's just sort of a logic to having it in the morning, isn't there? If it's good for you. you, I think you picture it like the sort of ready breath glow that you eat the ginger and you get like a force field around you for the next six hours. Like before you get on a busy tube, you just pop a little bit in just for that little bit of extra protection. There's probably a bit of dopey logic to that though, isn't there? There's a bit of dopey logic to it, yeah. Oh, that'd be a good new feature. Dopey logic? Yeah, Rico and Fordy's dopey logic. And this week, my dopey logic is, if I have a bit of ginger in the morning, it gives me a level of immunity in the day. Do you think we've got any um, sort of macrobiotic or immune experts listening? Who do you think, broadly, we had fun asking you to identify individual listeners. If you had to identify the broad fan base of this show and their expertise, what would you say? High achievers, high flyers, Um, Mm -hmm. predominantly sort of FTSE 100, uh, blue chip, uh, go-getters, high flyers, uh, sort of thrusting young Turks with the world at their feet. Yeah. What shoes do they wear? Shiny ones. Shiny. Shiny, pointy ones. Mm. And they wear them with tailored trousers. What car do they drive? Oh, a a high-end electric Tesla. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tesla crew, is it? Tesla crew, 98. Now, let's. I just want to wheel back to that video, John. What do you feel about men who want, or children, asking for footballer shirts? Well, I mean, you've sort of grouped them together as if there isn't a massive distinction. Okay, let's unpack I, them. By all means, separate. Separate and do your logic, boy. I think um, men asking for shirts is tragic. And I think children asking for shirts is entirely understandable. And I think the line is very clear there. I remember once going to kiss my granddad goodbye when I'd been to my nan and granddad's house. And he very clearly said, you are a man now. You don't kiss men anymore. And I must have hit a specific birthday when he decided, I don't know what it was, 25 or something. I think I was about 10 or 11. And I remember thinking, right, well, that's it. No more more kissing the old fellas. Um, Oh, and I think my granddad Ron, God, God rest his soul, would have would have very similar beliefs on at what age is it appropriate to ask for a footballer shirt. Okay, but just before we come on to the shirt, John, let's deal with granddad. Yeah, um, dad's dad or mum's dad? Dad's dad. I'd have guessed that. Um, yeah. I don't think I ever kissed my mum's dad. How did it make you feel when he said that? Um, I shouldn't have gone in with tongs. That's what I, that's my instant <laughs> thought. 
is I've gone too far. <laughs> Coming on, squeeze the ass. <laughs> people often have a handsy uncle. It's rare that people have a handsy nephew. <laughs> yeah. Why is it never that way round? Like a sort of 12-year-old kid. Is really perfect. <laughs> oh, the old cliche, the handsy nephew. <laughs> See you later, sweet cheeks. <laughs> Cheers for the coke float. <laughs> Um, Plenty more where those tangy tons came from. Oh, well, I mean, the fact I still reference it when I'm 40 suggests, you know, some deep, uh, some deep schism was formed there, wasn't it? But I don't know, you know, I don't know at what age one should stop asking for shirts. Uh, what I, I, I don't mind it as a, as a sort of sweet thing. This angry man, it's like an entitlement thing. It's like, and I agree the price of away days has got extortionate now. I mean, football's always been very expensive in my lifetime. Um, At the top end, it's always been too much. But this idea that because you've, I don't know what game that was, because you've gone up to, you know, Birmingham or Burnley or wherever it was, that you deserve to have a player walk over. And I mean, where does that end? Every away fan can't get a shirt. It was 6,000 Leeds fans at Cardiff. I mean, even if they'd have to be down there with scissors, making like a collage, cutting out little bits of their shirt to pass to each fan. Yeah. Just doesn't work. I don't think they're legally enforceable. I don't think players are legally required to give a shirt to every fan with a sign. Where does it end? Like, it costs me a lot. I mean, we, we, we took our daughter to see Matilda the Musical. Just before Christmas. I wasn't sort of screaming at Trunchbull. Give me a smock. <laughs> I'll come there anyhow. Or at Piotto, they don't give us nothing. I want your smock. I want your hair. I want your wig. It just it can't be allowed to continue to have a right to expect the clothing off people's But I mean, it is very so I would like, biblical, I'd like, um, isn't it? I'd like Bogtrotter's cake. Yeah, it doesn't look as good in that. It looks very fair. I don't know if we were too close to the front. It looked very fake. Ah. Um, on stage. We were sort of to the side, you know, sort of like watching magic from the side. You, you sort of see the, he sort of hunches over it and then it disappears into the desk. Very scary, Matilda oh, the good. musical. I'm glad Our I wanted to be daughter scared. absolutely burst into tears. Very upsetting. Um, it's very dark, like it's thunderclaps and it's very dark. And the bit where the girl gets spun round by the hair. Yeah. And thrown into the distance i mean our daughter is just starting school so it's perhaps the wrong time to take her and i kept saying that'll be you next year if you're not careful stuff like that probably didn't help the situation you know that's what your next teacher is going to be like year two brace yourself um (laughs) meant to be scary though isn't it i mean it's 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 rolled dull you know they're always slightly dark elements to his stories um yes what do you think of grown men asking for football shirts Pathetic. I mean, unless it's face to face, in which case I go, "Can I have your shirt?" I think that's different to. Verbally. Would you have you ever asked? Uh, I think the last time I asked was Steve Stone in 1998. Um, but obviously, so then I was a 16, child. right? Well, 16, 15, because I'd have turned 16 later that year. So that, I was right on the line, and I was next to him. I was like, "Can I have your shirt?" He said, "Oh, we're not allowed to." Give that's what Steve Stone, right out on the line. Get some chalk on your boots, lad. <laughs> and um but yeah now obviously there'd be a temptation if you met one of the players after the game yeah. do you know what it'd be it would be if they were going um if they had the shirt in their hand and it yes. was going in a bin and they're like chuck them away and i go oh do they all just get chucked away i love it i, I might try that sort of thing yeah is that okay yeah, no, I, I totally understand the um, – I, I want them. You know, if, if you're a football fan, then players are gods, aren't they? And uh, I think 
I totally understand the instinct to want a shirt, but I just don't understand the sort of the willingness to scream that you you know you deserve the shirt. And the footage this week of that woman in the crowd at Newcastle literally trying to rip a shirt out of the hands of a child. That level of it is absolute madness and is indefensible. Yeah, I isn't mean, it? You- you know what I've thought about this? I mean, the danger is the more you think about things, the more complicated they get. And I thought, oh, I wonder if she has like a sick child at home. And she's thinking, I need to get this for my... Yeah, like- of course, of course, right to the club. And I think that's a good way to think. You know, I, I always try and do that when someone drives badly on the road now. I think, well, maybe they're, maybe somebody's ill and they're rushing to a hospital or something. It's maybe too late. Granddad then, obviously, said, don't touch me. I don't love you. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe they're rushing to an urgent therapy session. Um, obviously, by then, I've already flashed and flicked them the Vs. But um, I, uh, you know, right to the club, they'll send you something, won't they, in these, in these times? Everyone must be right to the club. Do you reckon? I'll tell you what people always want, as well as tickets and shirts, is... I mean, imagine... I've thought about this so often. Who decides what fans get a round of applause on a significant minute when they've passed away? Because if you think about it, even Forest, right? The stadium holds 30,000. There must be uh, upwards of half a million people, maybe between half a million and a million people on the planet who would say they were Forest fans. Now, even if you take the stadium... I mean, you've got a few Forest fans every week passing away, Mm. tragically. Now, the odds are, given the modern culture where this sort of stuff does happen, a few of them are going to be getting in, in touch with the club saying, my granddad's died, he was a big fan, can we have a round of applause on the 33rd minute because, you know, 1933. The 33-year-old granddad, I mean, I've heard a lot about Nottingham, but that, that really is, uh, if you that really is finish, compounding the stereotype. He was, born, he was born in 1933. I see. Okay. He so he was, passed away. He was 90. Don't you dare speak another dead. But do you know what I mean? You're like, well, then they must all be asking. So, and then well, there's a says- certain age at which the majority of fans, luckily, although we tend to focus on the, the tragedies, m- most people die at a decent age. I think, it, to quote your example there of the uh, 33-year-old granddad, uh, if he was born in 1933, then he was 90, it's very difficult to engineer an applause in the 90th minute because most fans are pissed and they'll have forgotten. And because the 90th minute, by then you might be 3-0 down and you really can't have a round of applause orchestrated when you're 3-0 down. That's why I went so there, the 33rd there is a minute. Sort of, it's got to be first half, hasn't it? 33rd minute, because he was born in 1933. Yeah. But then who says, oh yeah, he can have a minute's applause, but he can't, or she can have it, but she can't. Well, I think these nobody at the club decides, do they? I think these things are done on the on the fan forums and no, but it's the well, but the club sometimes put an image up. Yes, yes, sometimes, yeah. So then, who but decides? Who says? Who says? Right, an image of them, but not of them. Um, oh no, we had we had one last week. Let's give it. Let's get a fortnight under our belt without having one of these applause things. Um, well, I guess uh, some local dignitary. I don't know the the the. <laughs> Vicky McClaw, I guess they, Carl Frotch, I imagine, at Nottingham is their sort of go-to celebrity. Oh, fuck that. Fuck that. Should have stayed alive, shouldn't they? Yeah. Fuck that. Should applaud the living, (laughs) not the dead. Um, I imagine they send a full biography of the dead to um, uh, Jake Buck. (laughs) He's a county fan. He is county. We had him on, didn't we? 
Indeed, friend of the show. Friend of the... If you do know how these things are decided, by the way, hello at cpfbl.com. He's not a friend of the show, is he? He's been on. He's Let's a friend of the show. Let's just be honest. He's been on while he was promoting a gig. <laughs> if we walked past him in the street tomorrow, he wouldn't know the fuck either of us were. If we went. Let's burst hello, this and welcome to the comedians. Just get in touch. Hello at cpfbl.com. <laughs> if you know how these things are decided at any level, and also... If you've had a minute's applause for someone you know or relative, or if you've applied for one and didn't get it, I'd love to know inside the world. Your judgment. Football grief. Your judgment for topics. I have to say every now and again, it's just astoundingly bad. I think you're really good. You know, I listen to um, to rock and roll football every now and again. I think you're mm. really, really good at it. You, you know, you, you're one of this country. Let's let's do Rico's hyperbole uh, this week. I'm going to take the feature from you. You yeah. are one of Britain's leading. Come off the back of a song with news of a goal presenters. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Genuinely, and I know I've said it's, this before, anytime you pay me a compliment, it really means the world I know, well, I hold it. it back. This is your one for 2023, so Thank you. suck it up and enjoy it. Um, then every now and again, it, you know, and I, and I your granddad would never say to you. I watch your political interviews and, uh, you know, your ability to, um, you know, not shy away from asking David Blunkett the harder questions, but equally cosy up to him and, and, and have a cheeky laugh. Is, is is wonderful. And then every now and again, I'm presenting a podcast with you and you say, email in if one of your relatives has died and you were denied a minute's applause by the club. And I think, what the fuck are you on? What is wrong with you? I think you know. I'm shocked at this reaction because I thought it was the sort of thing that you would think was really good. And I think, wouldn't you it's love to read that email? Fun. Why is it? Why would I? Would I love to read an email from a grieving listener to our podcast with bad news? I mean, there is no possible email that ends well. Either somebody's story is so tragic they've had a minute's applause, in which case I don't want to read about it, especially in January when we're all struggling anyway. Or somebody just says, oh, yeah, my granddad had a heart attack at 73 and we emailed the club, but uh, we never heard back. I mean, what, <laughs> what email are you hoping for? Well, maybe someone who says, but what they did say is we can't do it this week because we had one last week. Or my mate used to work at a stadium and this was the process. Or they said, oh, no, he died too old. You know, we only do them for people who die under a particular. Just Obviously, it could have been a while ago. If it's just happened and it's very fresh in the mind, I'm not expecting you to get in touch at hello at cpfpl.com. Maybe there's a bit of dis- well, what is the cut off then? How, how, how what, what, what would you describe as recent grief in the last three years? I, I, I am look, this is up to the listener, isn't it? It's, it's up to you, dear listener, to decide whether it's appropriate for you to get in touch. I think they are the people, you know, put power in the pans, hands of the people, power power, in the pans you know, of the people. centralized power at CPFPL too long. It's time to devolve power as you're doing with your CPFPL team, effectively a form of FPL devolution mm-hmm. to empower our communities and turbocharge our recovery as we build back better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, uh, it's January, it's a bad month. I don't particularly want to read those emails, so perhaps contact Fordy on his own social media channels with your uh, story of grief. Oh, but do get in touch with the CPFPL, because the problem is Twitter might be not long enough to do justice. Is that is that bad? Is that too sad? I just think it's the worst feature you've ever come up with. I think it's absolutely terrible. Um, I wasn't a particular fan of your, your absolute refusal to let the shit-eating die. I mean, it was an offhand comment about uh, Stephen King book, and you managed to run that for about three or four months. You even asked our guests 
Have you ever been called a shit eater? <laughs> trying to get so... a higher class of guest on. Suggsy, you ever been called a shit eater down the ass of fun? <laughs> well, oh my word. It's time for Hit the Post. Now, th- this is very on brand given mm-hmm. you are saying that sometimes our choice of um, topic is ill-advised. Elliot Wilson emails a triple threat. Hello all. And what I love about that, it's not just to you, me, and Danny. That is to every listener here, arguably to the planet. This is addressed, an email. He's basically hit send all to the human race. Eight billion people. So that's Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin. I mean, who is this guy? This email, oh God, isn't this, isn't this, oh my God. Just enjoy this opening. This is writing that is right in my groove. Oh, Hello, all. oh, I pictured your bum crack then, isn't that Ugh. awful? It made me picture your sweaty, Taco Bell-ridden gooch. <laughs> Do you know what I pictured? A huge vinyl record with me in the groove on my back being tickled by the needle. I had a dream last night that I was staying in somebody's big house. I ran into their toilet. I was busting for a piss. I started having a piss. And I realised it was their swimming pool. I just ran into their swimming pool and started having a piss. What do you think wow. that means? Rich neighbours is what that means. I also had a dream that the French national team had lost and I was working for a newspaper and I came up with the headline, um, Sac les Bleus. Lovely. Yeah. Well done. Thanks, mate. Elliot. Elliot. Says, hello all. This email hits you on multiple levels, making it the perfect thing to work through on the podcast. This is because, one, urinating through a letterbox. Two, free advertisement for John and Lucy's show. Three, I play FPL. I mean, he has got my full attention. He's got self-confidence, hasn't he? He's got some chops on him, old Elliot. But he's right. First, the urination story. To keep it short, whilst at uni, I returned home early hours of the morning, full of alcohol, and somehow uh, not on my own. To my horror, I found that instead of retiring to my university room, uh, the entirety of it, bedside, cupboard, chair, and all, had been expertly removed and rebuilt in the kitchen. Turns out my friends had left my window open, small enough I wouldn't notice, they were able to break in and unlock, unlock the door from the inside. To make matters worse, they'd bought a doll and a whip and left it on the bed. In retaliation, the first thing I could think of was relieving myself through their letterbox <laughs> as the inevitable culprits lived next door. I learned all too late, once I'd finished, that letterboxes have a flap on the inside to stop weather and, as it turns out, my piss. Oh, my God, it must have bounced back on him. Secondly... Here we go. Wow. This is the first time I've read this, so brace yourself. Secondly, I was in the audience for John and Lucy's new show, and it was surprising to see the level of patience John gave Lucy when she made a mess <laughs> of her lives. I expected him to be classically irritable, but he looked like he was enjoying himself. So that's a thing. <laughs> Third, and I've been enjoying the season. If you're looking for any advice, and believe me, no one is. Leeds have a great run of fixtures and no midfielder in the game has scored more than Rodrigo. Nottingham assistant in the league. Keep up the podcast, gout and all. So he came to see you live. See, this is the thing. He plays FPL, he pissed yeah. through a letterbox, and he'd come to see you live. It sort of seems like he should be our first uh, uh, manager. Should I just give him my team for the week to reward him for pissing through a letterbox and coming to see me live? Great idea. Elliot, get in touch again and you will be able to manage John's team this week. He sounds like he knows what he's on about as well, which I'm slightly um He does. Well, about. I mean, Rodrigo has scored more points than a midfielder, but that's only because he's, he's clearly a striker. It's a baffling decision by the uh, 
the nerds at FPL Towers, but I don't quite understand why he's in the midfield when clearly we're playing him up front. Um, uh, what was the sentence? His, his neighbours broke into his house, moved all his furniture. I mean, a remarkable commitment to a prank and yeah. quite, um, you know, unique, I guess. You know, shows yeah. some uh, devotion, doesn't it, to a prank. And then he says, the first thing I could think to do was piss through their letterbox. Yeah. It's really, um, you know, he, he's downgraded the fun there, I think. That's yes, sort but- of like having a food fight, someone playfully sort of flicks a bit of mash after you and you go and get like a frozen turkey and beat them to death with it. You sort of misunderstood the game there. But as he's already said earlier in the story, he'd come back from a night on the lash and he he needed the toilet at that point. Yeah, but uh, he he was still able to get in his house. Well, because he, he could have relieved himself in his house. They haven't taken, they haven't unplumbed his toilet. They've just moved his bed into the kitchen. No, you've got to he get could in the still... mindset. Get in the mindset. Have some empathy. You bust him for a pee. You've come in. Someone has like changed your house around. Yeah. in a way that is completely unacceptable. And his body's saying piss, 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 and he's going yes, 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 and and he's put he's put piss and piss together and got letterbox. Right. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, it, it is your specialist subject, the the mind of the drunk. So I'm not I'm not going to query you on it. I, I guess you must be relieved at this point that in the, in a similar situation, you you just go to a range of food outlets. Yeah, pizza, Taco Bell and McFlurry. Taco Can Bell, you remember pizza. what was? You, have you got no memory of the McFlurry? Oh yes, it was an Oreo one. Was it interesting? Mm, lovely, and it just vegan but full of palm oil. Well, is that, I mean, what, half good, half bad cancels itself out? Basically, it's still a good thing to eat. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. John's Moral Dilemmas. Hello at cpfpl.com. Have you got something that's half good, half bad? John will decide whether it's all good or all bad. God. Hear him go, hello at cpfpl. Email us at at cpfpl.com. Now, before we go, and I hate to remind you of this, but I don't like having unfinished beeswax um you were going to read out some of my book reviews oh i was yes how wonderful all right well let's have a couple of those before we leave um matt ford oh wonderful thanks for reminding me of that yeah. you didn't have to do that well i enjoyed reading yours out and i felt bad because as you said i'd done your dvds at your best man speech so. yeah Politically Homeless, here we go. The Laugh Out Loud Political Book of the Year. Yeah, yeah. Not my words, the words of Matt Ford. The words of the Sunday Times, who made it one of their books of the year. But sure. Did they? Sunday Times Book of the Year, yeah. Official. Yes. Can never be taken away from me as an accolade. Okay. Three. I mean, I have to say, 60% of reviews five star. 85% either a five or a four star. So you've got to take that, haven't you? Yeah. Let's click on the one stars. Because it did get trolled on the day of release by hard left militant activists. Yeah, um, I'm not going to read any of their uh, emails out because uh, I don't want that. You know, this show isn't about reinforcing political um, differences. It's about pure hatred. I want people yes. who just hate you. Um, Cheers. Mate. So anyone who says war criminal, that's out. I'm not <laughs> reading that. A lot. See what I did get. It's quite fun. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. After spending four years wandering the political wilderness, failing to find a home, I thought this book would really speak to me. Unfortunately, despite the grown-ups being back in charge, Ford has the writing ability of a child. (laughs) 
Oh, that's by Les. <laughs> Les did not enjoy that book. I tell you what I did get was a lot of people it was sort of pretending to be outraged at the title, going at a time when actual homelessness is on the rise. Um, what, oh. what, like an insult of a title. You're like, what? Mm. Fabian Newton Edgar. <clears throat> Tedious, mediocre, and insulting to the genuinely homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Ford dredges his contrived and unbearably smug, incoherent political analysis out of the cesspit of Twitter and slops it into what was frankly a very dull book, lambasting the people who deserve it least. Greel Marxus, one star, dad crapital. <laughs> Ford desperately wants to be seen as a good guy, a sensible man, a thinker, a left-leaning, all-round good egg. But he doesn't want to actually vote for left-wing policies. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Schmer. <laughs> Ooh, that's what you told. Um, uh, oh, I'm not going to read that one. Why? Uh, Tell me why you're not going to read it. Well, I'm looking for certain key words. Yeah. And, well, the bottom one I chose not to read because it contains a sentence which is the one that upsets me most. And I don't want to tell people what it is because they'll use it against me because this country is filled with people who love exploiting weakness. Okay. Uh, it's not bad, you know. There's not, there isn't really enough of them. Let's check two. Uh, do you know what I like? I like a begrudging yeah. three star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's worse, isn't it? It's sort yes. of considered. Um, yeah, there are more people who are genuinely disappointed. <laughs> uh, three stars, a mixed bag. In this book, Matt Ford chooses to give practical expression to his political homelessness by living on the streets for six months. God. It's a fascinating and touching read as he succumbs to hunger, desperation, and drug addiction. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Fair play to That him. is very funny. Well done, FFF. Um, and we'll leave that there. Oh, what what a treat of a day. Um, yeah. John, it's it's been a real pleasure broadcasting alongside you. Um, it always is. And, yeah. Um, we are going to get round, by the way, to, to sorting out some more live shows, but you're going to have yeah, to. Yeah, we'll do another live show, won't we? But, but in the meantime, you know, if you take anything from this episode, do email in if you've ever suffered a horrific bereavement or if you've experienced something which was a little bit good, but a little bit bad. Oh, I tell you what. Actually, there is just, just just talking of books. Right at the end here, George has been in touch and said, after listening uh, to the latest episode of John's desire to write another book, what could be more perfect than for the mm-hmm. podcast to launch a book on how to be an FPL manager, make it into an audio book, and have Vinnie Van Der Veet narrate it? Yeah, it's a lovely email. Uh, it's not going to happen um, because I've discovered that I don't like FPL, um, and uh, it's too niche. John, um, it's just a merch tie into the pod. The whole yeah, exactly. There's too many of those shitty books where publishers have spotted a thing that's successful and said, "Why don't you write a crap book?" I get offered loads of them. Why don't you write oh an anti relationship book or a book about tidying? Because it'll be fucking rubbish. That's why I'll be on well, loose women hawking out this crap. <laughs> dead behind the eyes. So, John, why did you want to write this book? I fucking didn't. I was told to. And so here we are. Too much of that. Right? Okay. Should we leave it there? Comedy's crap. Football's crap. Politics is crap. The weather's crap. Palm oil's crap. One last thing. What's crap? 
I'll tell you what, well, let's end on a positive note. We all look forward to seeing Jorginho Ruta and hopefully he turns out to be the solution to Leeds United's problem. Although since he's not a defender, I don't think he will be because we're actually scoring goals every now and again. We just can't stop <laughs> letting them in at the other end, which apparently is part of football. But maybe, I don't know, maybe Jesse Marsh has made a contact on LinkedIn. Maybe he's talking to someone at the Ministry of Defence as we speak and is uh, getting some... M80s or whatever a good weapon is to stop people scoring against us. We haven't got time to go into this now, but why are you saying LinkedIn like that? You keep saying LinkedIn like it's LinkedIn. 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 It's LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn. No, you keep saying LinkedIn. LinkedIn. It's LinkedIn. LinkedIn. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, this is going to drive me mad. So remember to get in touch, send us new format ideas. And what do you think is crap? Email us, hello at cpfpl.com. Don't forget to subscribe to anotherslice.com, not only for bonus extra content and uh, advance news on any live dates, but also for the chance to manage John's FPL team. Elliot will do it this week, but for the love of God in your own body, share, subscribe, and leave a five-star written review. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Telly's crap. Uh-